0: This is What's In with Olaplex. I'm your host, Danielle Frank. Together, we break down all things beauty, health, and wellness and discuss not just what's out, but also what's in. I'm Danielle Frank, a licensed cosmetologist and a former fitness professional, and my career spans all of my adult life in the beauty, health, and wellness industries. So my professional opinions on the beauty standard is based on years of conversations with thousands upon thousands of men and women. They're all striving for something more meaningful than meeting a standard that doesn't showcase their unique beauty. And in my own personal life, I have struggled to live up to the beauty standard that society has deemed as in or out, which brings us here at the What's In with Olaplex podcast. On each episode, I'm inviting an expert guest host to join me in a conversation where we can take a beauty, health, or wellness trend and break down what's out and what's in about this trend. From what we should leave behind to what we should embrace, we'll discuss how you can use this trend to feel more confident and align with our own beautiful, unique selves. Today, I have my dear friend and professional hairstylist extraordinaire, Jackie Chan, as my guest host to talk about what's in and what's out with DIY haircuts. Now, Jackie has been working professionally for 18 years. She's an educator, as well as an editorial stylist for runway, television, and print. Currently, she's a stylist and colorist at Salon 718 in New York at the Clinton Hill location. Jackie, I'm so excited that you're here today. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having
1: me. I'm so excited, too. I've been looking forward to this for a week now, so
0: thank you. Well, I have to say, like full disclosure to everybody, I went to beauty school later in life, and when I graduated, I wanted to be at the absolute best salon on Long Island, and I got a job at the place that Jackie worked, and she was my mentor for two years, cutting hair. And I will be forever grateful for that. Because <laughs> I learned a lot. I thought I was going to know everything by the time I got out of beauty school. Uh, that's not true. I think we all do. <laughs> I think we know everything when we graduate beauty school. And I think uh, people assume we do. But I'm, I'm very curious because this is an interesting topic to have a conversation with with your, I would say, haircutting teacher the person that taught me everything I know. So have you ever cut your own hair, whether it be while you're a stylist or before?
1: I definitely cut my hair when I was a little kid. Mm. I did that whole thing, and that worked out well. My mom is real mad at me. Um, And then I started cutting my own hair when I became a hairstylist, but I realized that I can only cut the front which no one realizes until you start you can't cut the back correctly. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not gonna lie, the past two, three years I've taken a thinning shear and pulled up the top of my head and hacked away. I've done that,
0: sure. I relate to the the childhood one because like I actually in fourth grade had a really mean teacher, really mean teacher. And my mom, who cut all our hair, you know, full disclosure, 10 brothers and sisters, so she was cutting all of our hair. And at the time, bangs were really popular. But as we all know, hair grows about a half an inch, give or take, you know, a month. And very quickly, it was covering my eyes. And I had a teacher that would say, if you don't get a headband or get those bangs trimmed, I'm going to take the scissors to your hair. And in a panic, because, you know, mom always had a baby on her hip, I cut my hair, like, right middle forehead. Yeah. But admittedly, even since then, before I was trained, I definitely would cut my hair. And I would say, like, I might have had a certain level of success. But then all of a sudden, the next time, again, I would have the bang that was... (laughs) halfway up my forehead or angles that like were perfect one side and then the other was like all jagged but now admittedly sometimes I'm I'm a little bit delayed on getting my touch up or whatever and I have short hair so um if I know that it's really getting out of control I'll like cut into the sides knowing my angles and everything but the problem is like you said getting the back of your head I can't see it it's near impossible yeah, yeah, I can't see it. And and ultimately, it winds up resulting in a mullet. <laughs> oh, that's exactly
1: what I tell everyone. I'm like, oh, you know, people come into the salon and they're like, you know, uh, especially during this COVID time that we live in now, they're like, uh, they say it proudly. I, I cut my own hair, by the way. Like, they made this amazing feat. And then I walk around and I look at the back and I go, oh, you've given yourself a mini mullet. And they're always like, <gasps> And then they start laughing because they're like, oh, my God, that's what I did. Why? And I go, because you pull all the hair to the front and you cut what you think you're cutting. But when you drag it back to the back over direction, Mm -hmm. it will always be longer and there's nothing you can do about it. It's the moment when people go, oh, crap, I shouldn't cut my own hair anymore. (laughs) That's the moment. And, you know,
0: that's with long hair where you can actually pull it and see it and stuff with the short hair. It's like absolutely impossible. It's hard to yeah. like have all of that connect. Yeah. Um and don't get me wrong, mullet can be cute on some people, not on me. Not but, on yeah, me. Yeah, no, you know, it depends on what you're going for. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it it is <laughs> it is what it is, but I mean, I I've seen it a lot and I I got to say, don't get me wrong, I think that since the birth of YouTube, there has always been some kind of haircut, DIY haircuts that are on YouTube. But like with the expansion of social media and then of course COVID in 2020, it's a lot more prevalent. I mean, what are your thoughts on some of the ones that you're seeing? I mean, I
1: went back to work fairly early. So June 2020, I was back in the salon. And people were revealing to me that they were cutting each other's hair. I had, you know, wives cutting the husbands and the brother-in-law and the sister-in-law. I had someone tell me that the grandfather was cutting everyone. I was like, wow, like everyone's just kind of trying it. But everyone watched YouTube. So yeah. they were coming in telling me how they were cutting. And I was fixing a lot of hair. <laughs> there was a lot of corrections mm-hmm. going on. Um, So that was kind of cool to see, but it was also kind of fun to fix, I got to say. Fun to fix? Because I got to say,
0: all right, you know my mother. Yep. You've cut my mother. I've cut your mother. Yes. And I love (laughs) my mother, but she does have this tendency, oh, she'll style her hair, and then she'll be like, oh, that's sticking out. Clip. And I have had to go in and try and fix it, but she's very picky. It's not always easy to kind of compensate And, you know, people don't get the bird's eye view that we do. Yeah, but correcting it, it's like sometimes it's so much and they don't want the length taken off. Yeah. There's always going to be people that want to cut their own hair. I mean, it it just, it is what it is and that's fine. And I, I don't have any problems with anybody doing it. Not at all. I think it's about having realistic expectations, if that's the right terminology i'm i'm kind of curious like yes when it comes to those diy cutting trends like what trends are you just completely like yeah we have to eliminate let's talk about those trends that have to be out they have to be gone
1: yeah the uh the wolf cut it's still going strong really i'm still getting asked to do the wolf cut but there are people that have attempted the wolf cut Because of what they've seen on Instagram and TikTok. And then, um, again, I've had to fix it. (laughs) I've had to fix it. But, I mean, kudos to them
0: for trying. It's very reminiscent of the, um, oh my gosh, what is it called? When they had that whole phase where they were like razoring their own hair. It had kind of like the same effect almost. Oh, the emo look. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're razoring at their ha- own hair and everything, and making yeah. it all jagged. That's what it reminds me of. It, it is. It's it's a messy. You know, you're not supposed to style it. Look,
1: which works if you really mess it up, per se. But it, it's it's a tough one because the trajectory of the hair matters. So people that are home and they're they're putting their hair up in a ponytail and they're, they're like at the front of their forehead. You know, you're moving hair forward. Right? So all the hair is going to fall back. Now you got longer in the back, much shorter in the front. You drop it all. And it's these short little nothing pieces. And people freak out because there's no further education as to why on the head, on the skull, where on the skull are you? I always ask that in class because it's important to know where you are. So when you're cutting at home and you're just like wildly cutting, that. That's
0: scary stuff to me. I was going to say the trend that I wish would disappear was that ponytail haircut. Well, now it's called the butterfly cut. Butterfly cut. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, here's my philosophy on the whole thing. There are people that do it very successfully. But the truth is, is that every single person, and this is, of course, something that every hairdresser would tell you Everybody has different density. They have different yes. curl, like patterns of hair. Even if you have straight hair, you could have waves or cowlicks somewhere. Yeah. If you have a curl pattern, if you don't, your head shape, I mean, dude, I've got a flat head. Yeah. Like in comparison to someone that has a nice, strong, like noggin in the back or right? occipital you're going to get a different result because when you pull that hair forward in the long run, it's not necessarily being pulled equally. Then on top of it, if you're watching those videos, um, you also have this certain expectation. Okay, I'm just pulling it in front. Again, like you were saying, where exactly in the front are you actually placing it? Because that actually, the elevation makes a big difference. The elevation makes a huge difference, yeah. I think that, oh yeah, there's some people that come on, they're going, oh, it's not bad. And it might not be horrible, but they happen to luck out that they happen to have similarities to the person that did it, and they happen to get the elevation just so. Right. So I think people luck out. Yeah. They do. Because I was going to say, on my experience prior to being a hairdresser, yeah, it was a. sometimes I lucked out, sometimes I didn't. (laughs) Hey, even when we
1: graduated beauty school and we were learning how to cut, you know, you and I were assistants and and we were being trained at Maximus, which was a very rigorous cutting program that you and I were in. Two years. Two years. Every
0: week after work. Every week. No, no questions. You know what it is? Again, I love social media. I'm like obsessed with social media. Yeah, and I can tell you right now, so many things in my life I have learned on YouTube. There are just yep. about everything. I have switched out a toilet on YouTube, like right, from washing stuff on there. Yep. But I wish this is a trend that would disappear because like getting a lot of our information from YouTube videos even from professionals when it comes to cutting their own hair. And it's not because I'm trying to gatekeep or anything like that. I think it creates, it's like clickbait. It creates a false sense of bravado. Yes. um, Where you think anybody can do it. Your face shape is a lot different than mine, right? You know? um, where things are supposed to fall, our hair texture, our certainly our hair and your style. I, I look at everyone's outfits and I look at your I look
1: at your whole being, you know, right? Are you swaggy? Are you kind of dorky in the cutest way? Are you I, I try to tailor my haircuts to each person mm-hmm. and then to face and all that stuff. There's so much in a haircut, and it's always in person that I have to make these decisions.
0: So what are your thoughts about cutting your own bangs?
1: It's hard stuff. I think it's the probably the easier thing you're going to find on social media. Yes. It's the easier thing.
0: Yeah. You do have to ha- like check your expectations a yes. little bit. Yeah. And err to the side of caution because there is nothing worse than going too short on a bang.
1: Oh, always. It's the worst. But I feel like people already for years have figured it out watching YouTube that they know to hold a scissor upward like that. Or they bought a razor on Amazon. So they've gotten the hang of cutting their own bangs so they can get through, you know, two more weeks without having to come in and have right. us do it.
0: I have to say like the whole thing with the razors online and stuff like that. I was watching a YouTube video like someone was literally using school scissors. Ooh. I yeah. nearly, I nearly died. Yeah. You have to use proper scissors in order to get a clean yeah. cut. Yeah. You can create problems where you're gonna get split ends or um just jagged, very jagged, very jagged. And you know,
1: under a microscope, you would be scared at what you yeah. see if you're using <laughs> You know, scissors that, are, that you use to cut celery with, you know, like it's, right? it's not a good idea. I would say don't cut construction paper at home with your kids and use the same scissor. It's it's not the same. That's, you know, again, like let's go into our shears alone. A lot of our shears are not cheap and we have to take good care of them. And it's it's part of our craft. You know, mm. if we were to talk to a carpenter, he's going to tell you all about the tools in his tool belt and why they're so special and important and expensive, because you want to deliver the correct work.
0: So I will say if, if you're going to get scissors that are cutting your hair, you do not use it for anything else. Like even I have my shears and never in a million years would I ever dream of like cutting a piece of paper or no. a ribbon or something like that because that right. will ruin the blade. Yes. Right. So like I said, people are going to cut their hair. My mom, definitely one of them. Um, and I want to make sure that at least she's doing what the best she can with yeah. certain tips. What is your thoughts about dirty hair versus not dirty hair? Or, and I know this one, but I'm going to throw it. I'm going to lob it over to you. Like wet hair versus dry hair. Yeah.
1: So two different things. So dirty hair. Yes.
0: Dirty hair is
1: so hard to cut. You know, you've got product and sebum making its way downtown, right? So now you've got hair clumping together. And now when you go in to cut it, it just kind of like moves and stays in the worst way. So it's not behaving the way it should be with, with clean, dry hair. So I don't recommend it. I mean, if I'm doing a curly cut, I will start out with. Will you natural texture? You know, if it if it's if there's product in it, it's not clean. I'll still cut it because I'm just going for shape. I'm not going for um, detail yet.
0: I often feel like I have to wash the hair, dry it with product in it to get that curl pattern where it needs to be before I go diving in. Yeah, I mean, I do that second because I'm always afraid that the curl pattern might have loosened because of styling or whatever. Right. I mean, it depends
1: on, again, every head is different. Mm. But if I'm like just going for hedge bush shape, I'm going to dive right in (laughs) (laughs) immediately. Then I'll I'll wash and style you. But that's why cutting hair at home is so hard. It's all these things that we have to think about and these decisions we have to make, you know, when everyone comes in.
0: It's like you said when when you're having a lot of product buildup. One, you don't know where it's going to be. It could be a whole lot on one side of your head, not the other, for whatever reason. You could be right heavy-handed, right? And then when you're cutting, like you're not going to have the evenness. And this is where like having damp hair versus dry hair. This is something that you know you can have someone with damp hair, but sometimes halfway through, part of that hair is dried. Right. Yeah. So, what has happened? You know, when your hair is damp, it has a different um, stretch. Yeah. Than, say, dry hair. So, you're thinking that you're cutting it evenly, but in the meantime, you have dry pieces in there, and so what you're actually doing is cutting it in a very jagged way. You have to have evenly damp throughout the whole haircut; otherwise, you're in big trouble. Yeah. It's like cutting two different types of hair. Yeah. Basically. That's why it's like, spray it down, guys.
1: Have that water next to you. Don't be lazy. Walk over there and get it. These little things that no one thinks about, you know? It's, it's definitely problematic
0: when it comes to that. Yeah. Okay. And now I want to talk about what's in. Like, the things that are going to make us feel good. The thing that is going to really drive home like the best trends of 2023. Now, I know that's hard cuz you're a pro, but again, remember not everybody is like is or can go to a pro. All
1: right. So here here's the thing. And I had this conversation at the salon the other day cuz one of my one of my wonderful co-workers was like, "Listen, I watched the butterfly cut and I I think I could try it a version of it here with a ponytail here and I said ponytail here. Please don't do that. That's an, that's another haircut. And if people hold it nice and far with distance and you're holding it like the end of an ice cream cone and you're kind of like hacking at a little bit of hair, you know? That could be okay cuz what are we what are they essentially doing? They're just kind of soft angling the front in a safe way.
0: But if you don't get distance from the head, like get pretty close, probably the no more than a couple of inches. Yes. You will Phoebe Buffet
1: 90s yourself real quick. Oh my God. That yeah. is funny. <laughs> like that.
0: <laughs> Phoebe buffet. I feel <laughs> No. And I, like like I said, it's so interesting because like it it like I'm sitting here saying I'm not like I don't like that ponytail trend. It bothers me because I just, like I said, it gives too much confidence. However, I agree. If you got to do it, you feel like this is the only way to go. Yes. You got to scratch the itch. You got to scratch the Go ahead the and itch. scratch
1: it. Just, just do the one ponytail to start.
0: What would you say about someone that is trying to do something in the front, though? Like, you know, they, like if it's just hanging down straight down. Ugh. I, I, it's just so hard. I mean,
1: well, my my daughter is, she's notorious for cutting her own hair. And she'll shave her the middle of her unibrow. Like, she's 15, right? So she's done it all, even though her mom is her mom, okay? Um, she still cuts her own hair. She's like your mom. Well, she'll just look in the mirror and go, oh. So I've seen her do angles on herself. And just like you said earlier, one side was okay. The other side, you could tell she's a righty (laughs) because she was not cutting correctly. To the naked eye, it's hard to tell, right? So if you're doing work in the front and you're just kind of like, all right, let me just knock some of this off. Again, I'm not mad at it. Yes.
0: But do you think it's better for a person to be using like actual scissors or shears, or do you think it? It's a little safer going with. What? Well, what are the best things at home? I would say
1: you've got like your dad's nose hair trimmers, which is really what disgusting of an idea, but they're made for hair.
0: Okay, so it's safer to do detailing. Checking. Uh, this is the first time I've heard that one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But when you think about it, because I'm like, listen, if you're gonna if someone's gonna go home and cut their own hair and they're telling me, I'm going to cut my own hair. I'm not gonna come back to you for my bang trim in the middle. I'm gonna I'll see you in a couple of months. Small shears you can't mess up, and ones that are made for hair. So the nose trimmer, the you know, the ones that you'd store in your bathroom, oh my gosh, that's so clever
0: just disinfect first. (laughs) Just disinfect. (laughs) Give it a good wipe. Oh my gosh, that is too funny. I have never thought of that. It's
1: better than the idea of like, you know, scissors that you cut your Amazon packages
0: open with. Please don't use those. No. And it's, it's kind of like those people... Oh, gosh. I don't know if you ever saw that SNL episode uh, with um, Pedro Pascal where they're in the restaurant with the steak and the person there is like cutting the steak and they're the whole table, they're putting their foot up. So think of having that piece of meat that you can't because you have a dull blade and it's just making a wreck of it. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. And, And microscopically,
1: I mean we do work with olaplex you know microscopically yeah. we've seen a bunch of hair under a microscope at this point in our in our olaplex lives and we see what destroyed hair yeah and it's it's not pretty and then um split ends and and the whole 9 yards so if that doesn't scare people off yes <laughs> i don't know
0: what will. I love that cuz i was going to say um a razor because to me in my head, I kind of feel like you're kind of sliding a little bit like along the hair. But then I sit there and I think, I've seen some stuff. I've seen some <laughs> stuff. And I might've done stuff early in my career where I was like, Whoop, that's not, that was not what I meant to do. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I, I've done razor cuts
1: on the wrong texture.
0: Oh, you know,
1: yeah. I, I, I've i been cutting hair for, ew 18 years now so over the year now I don't do it I'm very selective on who I use a razor on but if I razor the wrong hair and you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about once you see it open like that in your mind you go crap and you you know what you did so what kind of texture would you say that is oh god it's it's highly porous yeah and it's textured. It's got wave. It's got something. And the porosity makes you can even see the ends that you have razored turn a different yes. color. They almost look blonde, and it's it, it makes you cringe. And you go, oh no, the hair is thirsty.
0: So, like, if we were going to be directing people over to kind of tutorials or resources, like you know and i'm sure you've seen from my content like i feel very strongly about empowering people with knowledge you know when i was younger i say when i was a hair muggle um and really you i did say that. not not that i um i just didn't have the kind of knowledge that i wish i had i really did not know what the heck i was doing and i was kind of winging it Oftentimes I feel like if people are empowered with knowledge on how to research about their hair, whether they're working with their own hair or going to a stylist, they're going to have a better expectation of what to do. You know what I'm saying? Like they really dive deep to find out about how to take care of their hair texture, their density, that like really how to identify you know, what different patterns are on their head, the head shape. Yeah. Like where would you send somebody to get that kind of information?
1: You know, I I usually do it through retail. I mean, that's really important. And every time I do, I have them search through the videos for A, the product that they just bought and B, someone who has hair like them because Olaplex were really good at cranking out content with so many different types of texture but i also work with mizani at my salon in brooklyn highly textured borough of, of new york go on to mizani's tiktok and instagram go on their website look for people that have hair like you and look for the products that you just bought that's usually what i say they will have such amazing resources on their own social media and websites versus just wildly finding you know someone randomly on Instagram Reels or something.
0: I do find that uh, there are a lot of websites that have specific information on certain types of hair. I do feel, particularly with textured hair, they usually know where they're at, you know, and they can really research like what their texture is and what's appropriate, what's not when it comes to the care. But when it comes to identifying stuff like head shape and whatnot... That's a little more complicated. I actually found a lot of great websites in England, of all places. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and they weren't like gate kept, where they really showed the shape of the head and, you know, hair fall and, you know, I think the reason I find it so fascinating now is because back in the day, I couldn't understand why a hairdresser would tell me, "No, that's not right for you." Yeah, yeah. And so having more of an understanding of my hair texture, you know, the cowlicks of hell that I have on my head, the <laughs> lovely flat head that I have in the back of my head, like there are certain things that have to be done in order for me to have symmetry. Otherwise, I look like I got a flat head.
1: Yeah, 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 totally. That's why I, when I'm at work, you will always see me turning my guests around in the chair with a mirror. Because it's not just the front. Oh, like a little a little mirror in front of them and you would turn so they could see the back. A little mirror and I make them look at their profile. And eight times out of 10, they've never done that before. Because I want them to see what their profile looks like and why something will or won't work. And then we look at the back of the head to see what we see behind them in
0: line at the bank. Let me tell you. I never thought about that until you taught us that. And I'll never forget. It wasn't until then I started looking at pictures of like that other people take of me and I would see the back of my head. This is back when my hair was like super long and just going, oh, God, like I had no idea no idea that I needed texture back here. Yes. Um, Because I was literally like, like straight down. It was like, you know, a free fall cliff. Yeah. There was no, like, it was like a weird shape. I was, you know, SpongeBob SquarePants. It wasn't the correct one for you. (laughs) (laughs) The whole time. So, I mean, if there was someone who wanted to do their own DIY haircut, like, where would you tell them to start? Because like I said, there, there are some people that we all know that hair cutting and going to a hair salon and hairdressing, I mean, it's a luxury service in the long run. It so is. So what yeah. would you say would be a rudimentary thing for them to kind of maintain their hair make sure it's doing well and is healthy? As far as cutting wise? Yeah. Oh, gosh.
1: Boy, I, I don't even know if I would... <laughs> I recommend. mean how do you feel
0: about like split ends? Cuz usually if you catch them early it's only yeah. like maybe a quarter of an inch.
1: Listen, I'm I'm not mad at it. I definitely was guilty. I was that weirdo that would be in my car where the lighting was the best and I'd take a scissor out of my case and I just go to town cutting my own split I ends. I might off. have seen you do that at the chair once or twice. You probably <laughs> did. Because the lighting was good and you could really see it. And I'm not mad at that because you're just cutting the ends off. You're not altering the haircut. Right. So that I'm never mad at. You know, people that confess, I pull grays out that I could see. I'm always like, well, try not to do that. But I'm not mad at you. But if you're trying to replicate the whole front of the haircut without knowing where I held hair. If I went across your nose or if I stopped at the middle of your nose or I went right in front of your ear, these are decisions I'm making as I'm cutting hair. I don't say anything, right? Neither do you. We just do it. But we know where we are anatomically on the body at all times. That's why I don't really
0: love the idea of people cutting their own hair. Bangs, go for it. Like I said, I'm I'm empathetic and I do think that it's fine to do it. Like, one, have a great pair of shears, you know? I mean, they don't have to be the best of the best, but try to find something that is specifically for cutting hair. And don't let anybody in the family use it for any of their, you know, projects for something yes. else, right? Yes. And then, B, I think that, look, if you're going to venture into a DIY social media trend or something like that I personally feel like don't change up the shape of your hair if you're doing it yourself it's probably a bad idea agreed and I think it's very misleading that people do do it but like if you feel as though like gosh I you know I don't have the money to go get my hair properly cut right now it's fine to go ahead and cut in but I, I think the biggest thing is sure great lighting yep. Yeah. And find someone with your
1: texture. Don't find a girl with straight hair and you've got, you know, 3B hair (laughs) and there's a girl with 2A hair.
0: You know, the, the chart's super helpful. And I think it's even more nuanced than that, because even someone that has, okay, medium density hair, and you're looking at, say, the wolf cut, right? Yeah. And you're like, okay, they don't have like, they've got a little wave, but it doesn't look like, you know, it's not far off from my hair. You would be shocked. Like, it's more than just the wave pattern. It is, you know, curl pattern. It's the density. Density. Density huge. You can put a mushroom cap
1: right on your head real quick. And now you're panicking because you have too
0: much hair. Yeah. I think that this is why these are different nuances. And I think that what I would love to see that's on trend instead of like really being influenced by people that are like showing how they do their DIY haircuts, empower yourself with information about Your hair. Yes, that's it. That's it.
1: That's the beginning of this revolution.
0: (laughs) Well, I, yeah, like I mean, nowadays it's 2023. I think it's all about knowledge and empowering yourself. But instead of looking outwardly to all these different things out there that are saying, do this, do that, do this, embrace what you got. Yeah. And find the right things that are going to work for you because all these trending haircuts are not necessarily meant for you. You might think they're cute and everything. right? You might even think, I want to be trendy or whatever. But in the long run, the most gorgeous look for you is the one that is perfectly designed for your hair type, your texture, your density, your hairline, your head shape. Your body. Your body, yes. Your body. And once you identify that, It's timeless. It's like that classic trouser that has been around for decades and it never goes out of style. If you are going to cut your own hair, be judicious because then you won't have any major regrets uh, about completely overhauling. Things. And then ultimately, if you were trying to save a buck, you might have to unfortunately now spend more money to get it corrected. So right. And that's the reality of it all. And not the cut that you were hoping for. No. No. Jackie, I, you know, thank you so much for coming in and being with me because it's always fun talking to you. Thank you for having me. I love talking to you
1: too. And I love talking shop with you. And and I'm just so proud that. You once were in my cutting class and and look at where you are now. It's your little gold pin on my
0: lapel. Well, thank you. (laughs) And I appreciate you. You
1: have a good one. Thank you, you too.
0: Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy the show, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm your host, Danielle Frank. What's in with Olaplex is produced in partnership with Olaplex and Frequency Media. Lizzie Stewart is our producer. Emily Krumberger is our associate producer. Ina Garkusha is our supervising producer. And Michelle Quarry is our executive producer. These episodes are recorded by Dante Hodge and mixed by Matthew Ernest Viller and Claire Bidegary-Curtis. Development and Strategy by Jessica Olivier, Sara Naz Jababayi, and Sarah Adams.